morning and welcome to River Radio, School of Parenting with myself, Rachel Tyrrell. You're listening to the voice of the Thames Valley and we have um, two guests I'm going to be chatting with today, um, Penny D and Miriam Basie. And we're going to be chatting about volunteering and how important volunteering is and also how great it actually makes you feel. Yeah, it actually makes you feel really good. So there's, there's actually some statistics on that we're going to be sharing with you. So, um, yeah, that's coming up on the show. Uh, we're going to be chatting to them. But let's just first have a little, um, let's have a look at some of these statistics because over the past 18 months or so, there, there has been a lot of really grim statistics launched to the pandemic. Uh, we all know about those. But interestingly, volunteering has been one of the most positive stories of that entire time. So recent research from the Royal Voluntary Service found that an estimated 12.4 million people volunteered during the pandemic. Um, I mean, that's an amazing figure. And what's more amazing is 4.6 million people were volunteering for the first time. So had never done anything before, um, but actually um, stepped up and did some volunteering during the pandemic. Over 3,000 aid groups had been created um, with people taking part. So, And also what was interesting is that increases in volunteering were more notable among younger and working age groups, um, as well as ethnic minorities as well. So all these stats uh, were from the National Council for voluntary organisations from Sarah Vebert. Um, so, yeah, that's a really positive thing. We like to hear the positive stories that have come out from, from the last um, the last year and a half. And obviously, I mean, during that time, you know, we, we realised, didn't we, that there were a lot of people out there in our community um, who were really needing that extra help and needed really needed to be relying on volunteers. So the, the great news is that this, the volunteers, Volunteering has continued. So it's continued in the communities. Um, a lot more people are volunteering out there. Um, research from Insurance Legal and General and the Centre for Economics and Business Research, um, they, they translated that statistic to one in five UK adults, so 20%, which I think is a pretty high percentage, um, that actually started activities since the lockdown. Um, and what is staggering is that each individual contributed on average about three hours of their time, um, but the equivalent economic value of that was more than £350 million per week. I mean, I think that statistic in itself is staggering. And um, Nigel Wilson from Legal and General, um, his chief executive, said that it is a change that is here to stay. So there's many, many reasons why volunteering is good, so economically, um, but also we're going to be looking at some of these other reasons, and we're going to be chatting, um, first of all, we're going to be chatting to a parent, because we are, of course, School of Parenting, and we're going to be talking about the DfE. So the DfE is the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme. 
children start it normally about year nine, so 13, 14, and they get to move up, work through different levels like a bronze, a silver and a gold, and they're involved in all different kinds of activities. Um, You know, lots of them are obviously where they're learning new skills and they're out there in nature and they're camping out and they're doing orienteering and all that kind of stuff but a lot of the Duke of Edinburgh is about volunteering and actually getting out there in the community Um, so we're going to be chatting um, to a parent about that and we're also going to be chatting um, to Miriam from Elizabeth House. Now Elizabeth um, House is um, a day centre for the elderly and it's in the Cookham so in the Thames Valley area and we're going to be having a chat to Miriam um, about how she got into that um, what she actually does at the house and really how important the volunteers are there to actually keep that running so the elderly the local elderly can come along and actually just spend some time there and socialize we're going to be doing that now I asked Miriam if she had any favorite songs that she wanted to share um, on River Radio this morning and she did she's got three songs so um, the first one I think we're going to play while I while I get my first guest is um I'm Still Standing, Elton John. And she had a bit of a funny story with this. <laughs> um, is because she said that, obviously, slightly ironic, is that given that without some support, some of the lovely members that go along to Elizabeth House might not still be standing. So um, there we go. <laughs> That's where that song choice came from. So we're going to have a listen to that. I'm Still Standing from Elton John. And then we'll be hearing from my guest, Penny. You can never know what it's like Your blood like when a freezer just like ice And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you You'll wind up like the wreck you hide Behind that mask you use And did you think this fool could never win? Well look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love and a simple way And if you need to know while I'm still standing You just fade away you know I'm still standing better than I ever did. Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing after all this time. Picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind. I'm still
Okay, so that was I'm Still Standing with Elton John, um, one of our guests' favourite song there. And um, I have got another guest on the line. I have got Penny D. Penny, are you there? Hi. Hi, Rachel. It's lovely to chat to you. Thank you for coming on and... And, and talking to us. Now, Penny, you are a parent of a couple of children. Te- yep, I am. How old are they? Um, I've got 16-year-old twins. I've got a boy and a girl. So, um, yeah, just starting their A-levels. Oh, brilliant. So um, does that mean you, uh, twins, you, you got it all over and done with? <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, yeah. <laughs> but 16-year-old twins. So so they've been involved with the D of E, haven't they? The Duke of Edinburgh for, for a few years now, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Yeah. yeah when did they actually coming... start? Um, slightly different. They both did them through their schools, not an independent organisation. And my daughter started quite early at is it year seven or eight? Um, my memory's um, not the best. But her school did it a year before, so we had a little bit of um, experience with Chloe before, you know, Oliver moved on to doing his. But, yeah, they've, um, they're just coming towards, yeah, finishing up their silver awards. Okay, so I'd, I'd mentioned earlier in the show um, that we're obviously talking about volunteering today and we're looking at both yeah. ends of the spectrum. We're chatting to you, a mum of teenagers. We'll also be chatting to another guest who who um, is the manager at Elizabeth House in Cookham, a day centre for the elderly. But from your perspective with your teenagers, um, so there's, there's some different levels, isn't there? They would have started on, say, a bronze and then so now they're yeah. working on their silver and then I believe there's a gold yeah. level isn't there so um, they they do lots of different types of activities what kinds of things were they doing that involved volunteering so the volunteering um coming up with Chloe started off um looking at you know what she could do and um obviously just before being 16 it, it can be a little bit tricky so we actually um came upon an open head food chat okay. and I was speaking yeah, after speaking to um, one of the directors there, um, we were invited to come along. Now, I did start with Chloe because of her age at the time. She couldn't go alone, so we started going along together on a Saturday. And um, it was, yeah, it was really, really very good. Um, so I think you only, the requirement we only need to volunteer for an hour a week, but we ended up doing the morning session together, and that would involve second shows. Okay. Organising things. Okay. And so, yeah. so when, um, so when children do the volunteering part of the um, Duke of Edinburgh, they actually mm-hmm. have to then go out and find, like you did. You said you found the Maidenhead food chair. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, you, you've got, yeah, you've got to find something to volunteer and help, and something within your community, ideally. And I think that that was really valuable because it, um, you know, opened my children's eyes to, you know, the need within our community and how you can actually give something back um, with with relatively little amount, you know, your time, your time and your your passion, really. And obviously, they probably would have heard about these things, wouldn't they, during school? But as you said, to to, to actually go out and be involved, so actually there on the shop floor... Yeah, it was. I think it was really valuable in that, um, it, definitely for my daughter, it exposed her to being 
and when families are coming in to collect their, their food parcels to see, you know, just the the, the, the need that you can actually even see it and um, it opened their eyes to what 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 is uh, what is actually happening? So it was, it was really valuable on lots of levels, I think. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, so in terms of the benefits to children, so lot lots of lots of benefits there, obviously. And then, as you've said, actually seeing um, this is that that was her local community, so she was actually seeing mm. there is a real need out here Absolutely. in the community. So um, you know, the need from with food share actually supplying food to families in the area, um, and then also in terms of I guess the benefit of her actually being there and volunteering and seeing that that mm. is a need as well because places like that will not run will they unless they do have volunteers mm. and they do have people doing that um, exactly and it's you know, 100% volunteers so yeah and had you done any volunteering as so you said that initially you um you went down with your daughter just because because of her age so you were actually doing that with her had you done anything previous to that as a family um i'm just trying to think whether we'd done anything as a whole family unit probably not as a family unit um but individually smaller things so i'd helped out running a toddler group um and then various bits through our local church as well so we've done it but never together really Okay. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And are they, um, what, what other, have they been involved in any other types of volunteering as part of the D of E or that has come about, um, you know, from doing the D of E? Um, I think they very actively do stuff at their schools. I mean, they're doing A-levels of just finished you know, a limited amount of time um, mm. outside the studies. They're both involved um, with entering young students. So my daughter takes um, a year five um, group each week, uh, tutor time, and does activities with them. Yeah. Um, my son's doing some mentoring with a, a young student at his school, um, different things, doing, you know, helping out in chapel, different different activities they're doing with their school. Um, through our church, we do get involved, I suppose, but yeah, we do get involved as a family with certain things like uh, summer holiday clubs and bits and bobs like that. So yeah, they have they have done a little bit more where where they where they can, where they take you know they've got capacity to do so. Yeah. Oh well, that sounds brilliant. Well, it sounds like as yeah, as a whole family, you're doing um, you're contributing a lot as well as well as what the children have done through their D of E. So oh well, thank you for coming on, um, Penny, and chatting to us. I mean, hopefully for our listeners out there it's um if your children aren't involved in dv i think pretty much it's it's done through the schools now isn't it penny the um, do you know what i i think because uh, my kids have gone through their schools so i think you can do it independently there are right. there is a company that you can do it independently so if your school doesn't run it then i believe there are other ways to do it yeah absolutely um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, well, it's definitely a great introduction, isn't it, into volunteering? And it, I mean, is it something yeah. that, you know, when they come to do their, um, well, so what are they, A levels? I don't know if they've yeah. done an application for university. I mean, I imagine it's something that they can put on their CV or their um, yeah. lo- uh, personal statement. I think they have to do those, don't they? That's something that they can yeah, include on there as well. Absolutely. And yeah, something that hopefully will carry on to future life, you know, yeah. and getting back and doing what you can sort of where you can. And there's lots of benefits 
use an individual gaining confidence, understanding how things work, and, and sort of realizing that yeah, you can, you know, you just got to do it, haven't you? Sometimes it's um, yeah, it's just getting getting involved. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time, Penny. It's been lovely to chat to you. Um, all the very best um, for the. Did you say they're both on silver? I've just completed silver and yeah, deciding whether to move forward with the gold award because they have got A levels. levels. <laughs> Which yeah, would be but a massive yeah, commitment. <laughs> considering it, yeah. Oh, bless them. Oh, well, thank you very much, Penny, um, for coming on and talking to us on School of Parenting here on River Radio. That's have lovely. a good day. Thank you, time, Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, well, that was lovely chatting to Penny and just hearing firsthand because we know these things are going on out there in the community, but actually just hearing um, the benefit. And as Penny said, it's a small amount of time. Um, she was actually going down with her daughter on a Saturday morning. So, and, and you know, the reason I highlight that is, um, I'm sure when we talked to Miriam as well, is, um, you know, all the information about volunteering um, that you'll find out there on the web you know does in fact say you actually only need to contribute a small amount of time and that is a huge benefit but also a benefits to a benefit to yourself so we are going to be um chatting about those benefits um a bit later on um it it connects you to others it's good for your career um but the one that is just um, fascinating is just how good it is for you, your mind and your body and your whole mental health. Um, if you have any questions, please email rachel at river.radio um, or you can send us a tweet or a message on Instagram or Facebook, all at River Radio Live. Um, we are going to be chatting to Miriam after this song break. Another song that Miriam's chosen here is... Uh, Stranger on the Shore, Akka Bilk. I have to confess, I have not heard of that one. So um, that's been requested by one of the members, actually, of Elizabeth House, whose husband used to really love it, and um, also Miriam's grandfather. Um, so let's have a listen to that. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music.
Good morning and welcome back to School of Parenting on River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley, with myself, Rachel Tyrrell. And today we are chatting about volunteering and just how important volunteering is in the community. Um, and we, if you missed the first part of the show, you can listen again on podcast or through our website, river.radio. Um, you can also listen to us on your mobile phone, uh, Apple app, Google app, or you can ask Alexa to play River Radio Live. Um, but if you did miss the first part, we were, to, first of all, chatting about some um, amazing statistics on volunteering and actually talking about how it's been um, one of the really positive stories that have come out of um, the pandemic because so many more people are volunteering. We were chatting earlier to Penny, a parent of um, two 16-year-old twins who have been working on Duke of Edinburgh and the various volunteering things they were doing as part of that award scheme. And my next guest this morning on the show is Miriam from Elizabeth house are you there Miriam I am indeed very much here <laughs> now I know you're really busy because you're actually in Elizabeth house at the moment um but but before we ch- obviously we want to know lots about you Miriam but for, before we chat about you can you just explain what actually is Elizabeth house what is it okay so Elizabeth house is an independent day center uh, the charity formed in 1981 um, and it's for independent senior citizens. So um, they are uh, members who are uh, able to be at home on their own, sometimes with a little bit of assistance, uh, but very much maybe still driving, certainly still walking around, able to prepare their own meals. And what they come to Elizabeth House for is some company, some activities, and some help with various day-to-day things that maybe they don't want to bother their families with, but might need a little bit of IT help if they're um, and able to do that, um, or just to ask about something that's bothering them, and they can just get some um, some help and some general general chat. Okay, and are there so so the the um, so it's a, a day centre. Are there many of these places across the Thames Valley? Do you know? Uh, we are one of the only independent uh, ones. There are and have been in the past. There's been uh, ones that are sponsored by the council. Oh, right. um, unfortunately, okay. there isn't one in Maidenhead anymore. So we cover Cookham and Maidenhead. Okay, okay. And I imagine I'm. I mean, there is, you know, a massive need because, as you say, you have pe- you have elderly people who are still very much independent, um, but ultimately you know might have might not be close to family um hopefully have got friends or a network but obviously it's somewhere that they can gather isn't it at the center there it is it is i mean we found during the the lockdown that we um clearly didn't know everything about our members and they a lot of them actually did have family that were more local than we had known about oh. but because they're independent, they weren't involving their families, which was fine. Okay. Um, but uh, now we, we very much want to make sure that families are involved with what their, their parents are actually doing. Because uh, we realise that if they're involved, um, we may have more chance of um, them, all the grandchildren, possibly coming along and volunteering. 
Excellent, excellent. And that's obviously um, a massive part of Elizabeth House is the volunteers. But before we start chatting about that, tell us, tell us um, a bit more about you, Miriam, and how you got into, how you ended up as the manager at Elizabeth House there. Yeah, so my, my background uh, wasn't anything to do with uh, with daycare at all, but I, I have a, a, a big background in volunteering. So for 16 years, I was a volunteer with National Childbirth Trust. Okay. Um, and I started off being um, the local branch manager for Maidenhead and Marlow, and then became a senior volunteer in the end, looking after 26 branches. So that was over 500 volunteers that I wow. looked after. Um, and that's purely on a voluntary basis. If they'd had the money, it would have been a job. Um, ironically, I spent more time volunteering than I actually did in paid work. Oh, so wow. when I saw the advert for Elizabeth House, that was the opening really for the trustees. They realised that with my volunteer management background, that's mm. really what they were they were looking for. Um, and the experience with elderly was really only my mother-in-law being in uh, in a nursing home um, and her one experience of a day centre, which she absolutely hated. But oh. Elizabeth House is not a typical day centre. And people who walk through our doors realise that very, very quickly. What, so what's different about Elizabeth House then? That perhaps the one that your mother... Very much a home from home. I think, I think a lot of people equate a day centre with what they think care homes have looked like in the past. So people picture um, a line of people in, in, a, in a room all staring at each other, all sitting in floral chairs uh, with lots of old-fashioned wood furniture, very dark and no, no real atmosphere mm. and, and, and nobody really talking to each other. Mm. And here... And they're laughing all the time. They're actually downstairs at the moment doing chair yoga. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, we never st- we never stop laughing. The members themselves are animated. They're interesting. They've always got stories to tell. Um, they've got um, good memories for jokes. Some of them are a little bit ribald and probably shouldn't be in public. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, who cares? They go home and they're laughing and they've had a lovely day. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's really wonderful. And can I just say, I'm actually blown away that you did that role um, with all those volunteers. And it wasn't actually um, a paid position that you... I mean, that... I mean that. We're talking about how the average, um, you know, volunteer, based on some of the statistics I, I shared at the start of the show, um, you know, might do a few hours, you know, a few hours a week or a few hours a fortnight. But, um, but yeah, it sounds like that was actually a full-time job you were doing there. Yeah, it was a full-time job. And, and I mean, look, I've, I've always been that type of person. I mean, I, I started um, my volunteering with um, guiding when I was 18 and actually looked after a brownie unit. Yes. Um, and uh, originally, we were going to talk about this last week, funnily enough, but it was my 25th wedding anniversary. And um, I put up on Facebook a picture of the guide unit and the guides that had actually been part of um, my wedding. Oh, wow. And they've since got in contact with me. So 25 years after my wedding, some of those guys are still around and they've contacted me on Facebook. Really? And, uh, those people who, know, who, who volunteer know that uh, that is um, a real heartfelt moment when you realise what a difference you've made 
um, all those years ago that those people you gave them a start something something you did gave them an opportunity to do to to, to have the confidence to go out and do something because oh, you volunteered at that point to do that absolutely um, and I do get very emotional when I get things like that because mm. that 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 for me is what people should be going into volunteering for it's about them but it's about the difference they make for other people as well absolutely and that contribution that you would have given back then to you know those those young people I mean I, I don't know how many times you kind of see now I mean obviously um you know the guiding is still continuing but they are always looking for volunteers aren't they in the local area yeah there, there is a real shortage of um you know people giving up their time or coming in coming in and sharing particular skills so um yeah, I mean, that's definitely something if people are listening and that's some, something they fancy from a volunteering perspective um, of, you know, how, how you started out. So tell us a bit about um, volunteering at Elizabeth House then. I mean, how important is it to you that you have your team of volunteers? Massively important. Elizabeth House only has myself as one full-time member of staff and then we've got two part-time members of staff and a cook that comes in on a Tuesday on a self-employed basis. And other than that, we've got um, 40 volunteers, um, 20 who help with uh, the catering uh, five days a week on a rota, and the drivers that bring the members in and out of um, their homes in Cookham. So Elizabeth House couldn't run without the volunteers. And the volunteers can give anything from 15 minutes picking up somebody and dropping them off at Elizabeth House to, to two hours doing a full morning or, or afternoon. Um, and basically, I will fit in with what can be offered to me. So if somebody says, I can't do a full morning, I can only do an hour, yes. that hour, if it's productive, is absolutely fantastic. And they get a chance to sit and have a cup of coffee and, and, and a biscuit and to, um, you know, to, to mix with other people of other volunteers of you know their own age and similar circumstances, but also to meet the members and have time with with them. Um, That's you know, brilliant. So it's not all hard work. It's a lot of fun, um, and uh, it does keep you fit. You know, the number of steps I do each day is very good. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. And I mean, you mentioned there, so one of the benefits of volunteering um, that that I'd said at the, the, the start of the show we were going to have a chat about, and one of them, so we've got volunteering connects you to others. Um, it, it can help your career. I was chatting with Penny, you know, for example, you, you might that her, you know, if you've got teenagers who are volunteering, they, volunteering, they might put that on their CV or their personal statement. Um, it's good for your mind and body. But that that's what you just mentioned about connecting you with others so it is um from a social perspective but actually for the volunteers coming in to somewhere like elizabeth house and obviously any other organization where people volunteering they there is that social benefit as well isn't there for the volunteer themselves yeah it's a massive benefit a lot of our volunteers um, are widows um and for them it's a step into their next part of their life yeah. So they may have done something a lot with their families and with their partner. Partner's no longer no longer there. Yeah. They're a little bit lost, but yeah. they've met other people that are in the same situation. Um, we, I mean, I, I did at one point talk to some of the volunteers and said, you know, 
maybe we should have a separate group and call it Widow Wednesday, where basically it's a chance for you all to get together because the bereavement services are so so stretched. Mm. Um, because you know each other through Elizabeth's house, you know, you could just sit and have a coffee with each other and actually say, nobody understands what it's like to be in our situation mm. unless they've been through it ourselves. So they have that connection in that they are no longer part of the partnership, but mm. they've become part of the partnership in Elizabeth House just by volunteering here. They've met people in similar circumstances with similar senses of humour that maybe their families wouldn't think was um, right in the circumstances, but they can they can just feel comfortable with each other. Absolutely, um, and because you're with like-minded. Some of them may have known each other all the time in Cookham, but if they may have known each other's faces, they didn't actually know each other. Yes. And Elizabeth House has been that connection for them. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who is, so they're thinking about volunteering, but they've got no idea what what sort of thing that they want to do? I mean, what would you say to people there to kind of find out a bit more about what's the best thing? Come in and have a chat. Mm. Come and um, spend some time with the members. Um, fill a form in. The form basically says, I'm available to do X, Y, and on ABC Day. Um, and then, you know, I will uh, either, I, I may have a regular slot that's available, or I may say, if you're happy to go on a list, and when I've got somebody that needs a break or on holiday, hospital appointment, etc., cetera, mm. um, would you be willing to actually step in? And there's nearly always an experienced volunteer, certainly a member of staff always there. So no one is on their own when they come in. Everyone very quickly picks it up. There's no um, money handling. There's no uh, there's no rules. It's basically come in, be yourself. If you can make a cup of tea and coffee, you're halfway there. Yeah. If you can chop some potatoes up, you're halfway there. If you're happy to read or sit and talk to the members, um, do a quiz, play some bingo, you're 95% of the way there. Brilliant. So anybody that anybody, anybody think of anything, whether it's a skill that they have, they've got since they stopped work, something that they did when they were at work, you know, um, you know, are you quite IT literate and you just come in and help somebody that needs a little bit of, um, you know, confidence in ordering from Amazon, for instance, um, could you sit with them and, and go through the processes? Those sorts of things. Things that we take for granted, but actually it's the next step for independence for some of these members. And um, one of the things that we were talking about earlier is uh, we've spoken about the social aspect of volunteering um, and obviously, you know, the benefits for your members because you've said, you know, Elizabeth House, it would absolutely wouldn't be able to run because there's only a few of you who are in um, those paid positions. So you rely on the volunteers to, you know, to, to basically keep Elizabeth House running. Um, but volunteering is you know, meant to be so good for mind and body and mental health what sorts of things do you see in the you know the volunteers that that come in I know you it's not just um the people that have been involved in Elizabeth House you you've had some younger volunteers as well haven't you that are come that have come in and helped out we have so we really encourage work experience students from um the colleges um the first class students come in and uh, the new tradition that I started, they decorate Elizabeth House at Christmas. 
oh. their first tactic performers come in and do that. Okay. And then they take it all down again in January when they come back from the Christmas holidays. Yeah. Um, we have, we, 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 because of the timing, we're not uh, able to take Duke of Edinburgh students. Yes. Um, but uh, we'd be more than happy if they were available to help out with some of the fundraising. Mm. Um, and um, the, most of our volunteers are 60 to 85. I think our oldest member is 85, mm. um, a volunteer. Our oldest volunteer before the lockdown was 90. Oh, wow. Um, and basically, for them, it's it's a mental and physical exercise. They go home tired, mm. but they go home happy. They don't want to sit in an armchair. They actually see people of the same age, obviously, as member, enjoying their time at Elizabeth House. Mm. But they're doing it in a different way. They're doing it their way. And how they want to enjoy it. They're not ready yet to, to sit and have tea and coffee served to them. They want to be in the other end of the kettle. Yeah, yeah, actually helping out. And the events that you just mentioned there, what what events do you have at the house that perhaps people could just, if, if people couldn't commit on a weekly or fortnightly basis, but just, um, you, you know, you mentioned to help you out with the events, do you have some annual events that you're involved in? Yeah, so the fundraising events um, are obviously, they've been curtailed in the last year, but we've we started again kind of September. So uh, Cook and Regatta, um, the uh, Cook and Jean Fate for the first time we did the, the, the tea tent, uh, which is obviously from the WI Hall, so it wasn't a physical tent. Um, but, you know, that was 300 teas that we did in four hours. So that's wow. an awful lot of work <laughs> for us. Um, so... Um, and then we would normally have the, the Christmas street fair. Um, so that there are lots of opportunities for, for teenagers to probably just come and help us out. Um, if, if they're quite happy to, to use their, their energy and run around a little bit more than, than we can, then that's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, well, that's brilliant. Now, you had, um, Miriam, three songs. We've played um, We've played two of them. I shared that I'm still standing Elton John, so the reason for that one. Uh, Stranger on the Shore, that was a beautiful song. I said I'd never actually heard <laughs> that. That is absolutely beautiful. Tell us about um, the your third favourite song, Bring Me Sunshine. So that was um, one of my um, dad's favourite songs. My dad was a real joker. He mm. was actually the um, originator of Children in Need. And uh, yeah. Bring Me Sunshine, as everybody knows, is, um, is, 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 a, is a comedy uh, song. And he used to do, uh, to the annoyance of my poor mother, um, he used to stand in the corner of a shopping centre whenever there was, you know, the glass pillars and uh, do the, um, the half, lift the arm and the leg. Yes. Um, with the Bring Me Sunshine. Um, and uh, he, he would always do comedy acts. And my mum my would walk about 30 paces ahead of him because she never wanted to be anywhere near Aww. him. Um, so it was the sort of thing that my dad used to do. And um, my dad and I had a special affinity that whenever we opened a gate or went walking or climbed over a stile, we would salute each other. And um, we did that on my wedding day. Um, and uh, we saluted each other before we went up the aisle. And my mum since found some um, some um, films, a family film, and uh, there's pictures of me saluting everybody as we're going through the gates and things. So it, it's very much a family memory uh, in, in memory of my dad. Oh, that's lovely. And you said that he uh, he helped. To, um, he was a founder of Children in Need. So obviously, volunteering yeah. and charity work it has been in your family for decades. 
Yes, yes, yeah. I think he would be very, very proud of the amount of work. My children also have, most of my girls have also done voluntary work as mm. well. So it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's instilled in us as a family. Um, and my grandmother was, at, on my mother's side, was actually a cub leader in Holland. Okay. So we've gone all the way through, for every single generation, somebody yeah. has done something. Um, and uh, I, I think I'm mentally and physically better for all of it. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. And um, and you said it was uh, one of the things you shared, it, that it was perfectly normal to answer the phone to Sir Terry or Joanna Lumley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just say, Dad, Terry's on the phone and just hand him the phone. We never really considered it particularly significant. But when my dad died, Terry was still doing Radio 2. And um, we, we didn't know. We, we just happened to have Radio 2 on as we were going up the motorway for the funeral. And um, he did a lovely little tribute to my dad. And so I had us all crying in the car. Um, and, and Completely unexpected. You know, he hadn't warned us he was going to do it. He didn't really know us personally as a family. We were just, you know, he knew my dad and, 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 and that was it. We, we didn't, although he lived fairly close to us. Ironically, I was married in Tapler House Hotel, round the corner from Terry's own home. Um, but we didn't invite him to the wedding. <laughs> Oh, well, Miriam, thank you so much. It's been really delightful um, chatting to you. But also thank you so much for the huge contribution um, that you've made over the years. So from guiding, um, from, you know, all the things that's obviously come from your family being involved in volunteering, and then to um, with the National Childbirth Trust, um, I'm sure you helped a massive, massive number of um, new parents uh, during that time. And now um, at Elizabeth House in Cookham um, with the uh, elderly visitors you have there. So thank you so much, Miriam, for your time. If anybody's listening, um, you've mentioned they can just they can just get into contact with you and just have a chat. Uh, you've got a Facebook page, haven't you, as well? We have indeed, yeah, absolutely. Facebook page, you can contact us through our, um, our website, elizabethhousecookham.org. Um, you can phone me on 527-621 or you can email me at manager at elizabethhousecookham.org. Um, and for those of you who are also listening, um, Rachel is actually one of our volunteers. She probably hasn't said that to you, but she is actually one of our volunteers. <laughs> and so, I love uh, it. Thank you, Rachel, for being one of our volunteers. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I love it. I love it. Um, well, thank you. And up. Well, I will see you later in the week. <laughs> Yes, thank you very much, Rachel. Thank you. So we are going to play your your Bring Me Sunshine um, from Morecambe and Wise with Michael Ball and Alfie Boe. I don't know if I've said that right. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much, Miriam, for talking to us. Pleasure, Rachel. No problem. Thank you. Windsor, Windsor, Ascot, Ascot Maidenhead, Bracknell, Bracknell Wokingham, Wokingham, Henley, Henley Reading. Reading. Okay. Ta-da. The voice, River Radio of the Thames Valley. In your smile, bring me laughter. All the while. In this world where we live, there should be more happiness, so much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow. Make me happy. 
Good morning and welcome back to School of Parenting with myself, Rachel Tyrrell. You're listening to River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley. You can listen to us on your mobile, Apple app, Google app, or you can ask Alexa to play River Radio live, or you can listen to our website, river.radio. So we've been chatting today in the show about volunteering and just how important volunteering volunteering is in the community um, also obviously for the people that you're helping but also the benefit as well that volunteering um, can have on your own well-being Um, and we've chatted to uh, Penny D so a parent of um, 16 year old twins Penny must have a lot on her hands. <laughs> oh, just started start studying for their A levels, and we were chatting about how they've volunteered um, for Duke of Edinburgh. But obviously, there's lots of other volunteering out there that your um, younger children can get involved in. Um, and we also were chatting with Miriam Blazy from Elizabeth House in Cookham. That's a day centre for the elderly. So. 
where the elderly can pop along, um, have um, a lovely social time in their local community. And Miriam was telling us about, well, first of all, how she got into volunteering. I mean, that was impressive. Um, Her father was one of the founders of Children in Need um, some 40 years ago. Um, And how Miriam has continued that, being involved with guiding, first of all, um, then the National Childbirth Trust, um, and then today uh, with Elizabeth House. So if you'd like to hear any any of our earlier chat, you can listen again on podcast um, or go to our Listen Again feature on river.radio just to catch up on all of those things. So we've been chatting about why it's important. It obviously provides a lot of assistance to non-profit organisations. Um, amazingly and, you know, really positively, um, During the pandemic or following the start of the pandemic, um, the numbers of volunteers have increased massively and that's set to continue. So, you know, that's definitely a positive that has come out of the pandemic. Um, We spoke about how it connects you to others, Um, not again, not just for the people that you're actually helping in these various um, organisations, but actually um, for the volunteer themselves. So they're connecting and it, it, it could be younger, you could be at your middle stage of your life, or as Miriam had mentioned, um, it does provide a sense of purpose for some of the um, more older volunteers, especially those who have perhaps retired or lost a spouse, who have found you know new direction and volunteering um, has helped them with that. So it can definitely take your mind off your own worries. There's also other benefits, so it's helping you to stay physically healthy. Uh, for the younger generation, increases self-confidence. We were chatting with Penny about how, you know, that's definitely something volunteering experience. Your child, um, your teenager can add that to their CV or add that to their personal statement. And that would really go a long way um, as well that they've been involved in their community, but also, you know, providing the younger generation with that sense of accomplishment and also self-confidence as well. And there's also some other benefits. So hormones and brain activity have actually been measured and volunteering makes you happy. So that is a fact. It's been measured. It's been discovered that being helpful to others delivers immense pleasure that as human beings, we're high hardwired to give to others. And basically, the more we give, the happier we feel. So um, there really is no reason not to volunteer. If perhaps it's um, a time, we are all really busy. We have got busy lives. Um, but as... Um, both of our guests today said it doesn't have to be a massive amount. It might just be two to three hours a week. It might just be Miriam's even said that even if you can't commit to two to three hours a week, it might be that you're available when um, perhaps you need to cover for another volunteer. So, it, you know, it might be even a smaller commitment from that. So, I mean, here's some of the things that you might want to think about. If, if you are considering, if you do know that actually it's something that you would like to do, Um, and we heard earlier as well from Penny that actually you know volunteering as well as a family or if your your children are seeing you um, modeling 
that as well that that's extremely positive but have a think about do you want to work with adults children animals or even remotely from home because obviously there's a massive um um team of volunteers that are needed to to do that um obviously through the computer your pc um do you prefer to work alone or do you prefer to be part of a team do you prefer to be behind the scenes or take a more visible role let's take the example of elizabeth house you could go along and you can help with lunches or teas and coffees or you can be up front and you can actually be you know a bit of an entertainer there um obviously time how much time are you willing to commit what skills have you got you've possibly got skills um in your um previous careers previous jobs or what causes are important to you um for miriam she mentioned that you know her mother-in-law had been in um um, a care home and that she had volunteered there and um, I know that's obviously why some people might choose working in um, centres for, for elderly so other places if you haven't considered them um, community theatres museums libraries senior centres service organisations such as Lions Club or Rotary Clubs um, animals that might be your thing so local animal shelters rescue organisations wildlife centres youth um miriam was talking about how she was involved with guiding um so you've obviously got the cubs and the scouts and you've got the beavers and the rainbows so even younger so perhaps if you've if you've worked with children you might prefer to do that more youth organizations it could be sports teams um or even after school programs could be historical national parks conservation organizations places of worship churches synagogues so there's a whole list of there to um a whole list there to cover absolutely um everything so hopefully just chatting about it today on the show is just something um that you might have a think about um miriam blazy from elizabeth house in cookham they have a facebook page and they are always looking for volunteers um but if not there, there will be a volunteering opportunity out there for you. So that's the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can listen again, River.Radio or on podcast. Um, coming up a little bit later, we have got Andrea McLeod with On The Job. Um, so she uh, will be sharing her adventures out and about talking um, to businesses and various people out there across the Thames Valley so tune in um, to Andrea at one o'clock today Tara Dean has got her show on this evening Um, it's her 20th show so she's going to be celebrating by doing um, a little bit of a compilation of her previous shows so have a listen you can go on to our website to see our schedule and all the other shows um, that are coming up later in the week Um, now next week now I know this is going to scare you and I don't want to shock you but October half term is um, it it is approaching I know it feels like we've only just finished that massive long summer holidays and they went back to school but next week I'm really excited we have got Wokingham Rocks 
coming on to the show and they're going to be chatting about the various things that you can do um, in the Thames Valley over the half term. So things such as pumpkin patches, Halloween trails, charity events, loads more that's going on. So that's going to be really um, exciting having a chat with. It will be Nina coming in and um, so tune into that have a listen maybe have your notebook and your pen with you so you can find out all the different things um, that will be going um, going on over half term uh, which is yeah just coming up in a couple of weeks so that will be um, great to tune into that so you've been listening to myself Rachel Tyrrell on School of Parenting join me next week Um, the school that you want to come back to and here's our final song So Young The Cause have a great week Windsor Windsor. Ascot Ascot. Maidenhead Maidenhead. Bracknell Bracknell. Wokingham Wokingham. Henley Henley. Reading Reading. Okay The voice River Radio of the Thames Valley